or no, this is your last chance. No beating around the bush. Perhaps I was talking when I should have been listening. This is the Redefine Relentless Podcast. Welcome back to Redefine Relentless. It is episode 91, and we're going to be breaking down Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, why is this book significant? This book is significant because he dedicated his life to studying successful people, the common characteristics he sees in them, and habits, whittling it down to what he sees in what's common between all these successful people. So let's jump into it. The way I'm going to be breaking down this episode is giving a about a five-minute breakdown pretty quick, and then we're going to be jumping into a more in-depth breakdown. Now, I want you to listen throughout this entire episode because the in-depth is important. And before I get into my spill of the Think and Grow Rich, I want to explain why that is important with that breakdown because, and especially when I'm, I've been basically doing a case study on the side of studying how do I retain the most in a book, right? Is it listening to a Blinkist, like a summary, or is it um, reading the book extensively and highlighting? Uh, is it whatever it may be? The best thing is to start with to a, a summary and think like this, what I'm giving you, and then understanding to go more in depth, started to analyze and in depth read so you retain as much as possible. The best retaining, and I say it's all so much, is listening to the book, an audible or scribed, which is you can have unlimited, um, books to to listen to what you listen and you follow along and then you pause and you highlight and you try to do notes along the way so you retain as much information as possible you really can't retain a whole lot if you're just listening to a book and then doing a task i figured that out the hard way although in some cases i do do that i'm like ah you know this book after listening to the summary or if it's right for me right now uh, because advice basically isn't good for you. What advice might be not good for you right now may good be good for you in 10 years. Uh, and it's also putting that into perspective to really understand if this book is worth your time and accomplishing, but also understanding at the flip coin of that, that sometimes it's not what you want to hear, it's what you need to hear. So it's it's also hard to hear that, but we're not going to get too far in depth in that. But let's start with the five minute breakdown of this and go further into it. So Think and Grow Rich is a self-help book written by Napoleon Hill. It was actually published in 1937. The book is based on Hill's research of habits and characteristics of successful people and offers a set principles principles and strategies for achieving success in any area of life. This is not just business. I want to emphasize that. This isn't just business. This is overall life. This is a self-help book. So what he did was he organized it into 13 chapters, each of which are different aspects of achieving success. Here is more in depth about some key themes in the areas of the book. There's five things I'll be mentioning, and I'm going to break down the five things after I mention all five of them. One, power of the mind. Two, setting clear goals. Three, faith and persistence. Four, the role of emotions. Five, building a supportive network. Now, let's jump into, one, the power of the mind. Hill emphasizes the importance of developing a positive mindset and the power of a human mind to achieve success. He encourages readers to cultivate habit, such as positive thinking, visualization, and affirmations in order to overcome obstacles and achieve their goals. Hill also discusses the concept of auto-suggestion. Auto-suggestion, I want you to really... Turn your ears up to that auto-suggestion, I'm going to repeat that because I know it's important, is the idea of having thoughts and beliefs that we hold to ourselves that shape our reality. It's basically telling you more in depth 
um, real quick is just to really have that. What, like the thought of having me, for example, simpler living out in the future, me seeing myself and there's vacation rentals everywhere, like a hundred locations, two in each, and it's in beautiful places. And I'm getting notes of like people being like, this has changed my life. Living with less is more. I understand your message, like all this stuff. It's like visualizing that is the power of mind. And the auto suggestion is a huge emphasis of that chapter. And we're going to talk more in depth with that uh, once we get after this. So then two, setting clear goals. So he advises to create a definite chief aim. Again, I'm going to re-say that because it's a, a really good term. A definite chief aim, which is a clear or specific goal that you are working towards. And then he also encourages readers to break down those goals into smaller, more manageable steps that can make you take consistent action towards those goals. So it doesn't seem so big, as Dave Ramsey said, taking the baby steps in order to overcome debt or anything. Break your things up. Break the goals up. And then three, faith and uh, persistence. So Hill emphasizes the importance of maintaining a strong belief in one's ability and potential and of being persistent in the face of challenges. He encourages readers to develop a sense of purpose and to stay focused on their goals even when they're faced with setbacks. He also talks about this. Again, this is a really good term. I want you to remember burning desire. Again, burning desire. A strong, unwavering desire to achieve a goal and the importance of that factor to achieve your success. So again, I'm going to repeat that one more time because I know it's very important. Burning desire. Burning desire a strong, unwavering desire to achieve a goal as an important factor in achieving success. Okay, four, the role of emotions. So the role of emotions in achieving success encourages to cultivate positive emotions such as gratitude, enthusiasm, and love. He also emphasizes to readers to avoid negative emotions such as fear and doubt, which can hold you back. He also mentioned the subconscious mind or the part of the mind that controls our habits and beliefs and the importance of aligning your conscious and your subconscious mind in order to achieve your goals. Again, you want to level your subconscious mind to your conscious mind. And so the subconscious mind, again, being the part of the mind that controls your habits and beliefs. It's important to align the two. And then five, supportive network. He says, seek out mentors and advisors who can help you on your journey of success. Hill also advises the readers to seek out individuals that have already achieved the success in their field to learn from their experiences and their knowledge. It also helps you a lot more. Um, Jake Henry talked about this. I think it was episode 87, I believe. Um, he, we talked about having mentors and how detrimental it is important. I have a couple mentors that are really going to be helping me um, with this simpler living. And again, another episode I'll want to refer you to is the go-giver. And these people give um, because people gave to them uh, when they started their business, when they sought out mentors. So they're trying to hand the torch down. Uh, there's a strategic reason of handing, but it's also no really measurable reason to give. But anyways... That was the five. I'm going to repeat the five real quick. The power of the mind, setting clear goals, faith and persistence for the role of emotions, five, building a supportive network. So overall, Think and Grow Rich is a classic self-help book that offers a set principles and strategies for achieving success in anywhere in life. 
It is designed to help readers to tap into their own potential and develop the mindset and habits needed to achieve their goals. It is based on Napoleon's extensive research on habits and characteristics of successful people and offers practical strategies and insights that you can apply to your own life or business. Now that is the five minute breakdown. I'm actually, I'm surprised. I was pretty good with that time management there, that five minutes, although my mind wanted to go to so many different areas and break it down already. We're going to get more into the further breakdown. Just a quick second away from the podcast episode, please leave a review, share with friends and family. I really would appreciate that and turn bell notifications on so you know when I drop the next podcast episode. That being said, enjoy the rest of the episode. Now, I want to emphasize again how important it is for you to listen and the retention of this. Again, you can leave whenever, but this is for you. This is really for you to understand these things. And I want to again emphasize the same thing with the 5 a.m. club was studying successful people and the common characteristics and like what they do. What do they do? And it's this book is should be is the best help self-guide book, I think, out there. Um, there's many others, but this is really good. I love the way I formatted this. Actually, what I did was break it down into three questions and what the chapters answer. And then it's each chapter within that, uh, that realm of what it's answering. So the first one, the first question, again, ears perking up, the next four chapters I'm about to summarize are answering one question. How can we find the right goals in life and how do we translate them into action? How do we find the right goals and how do we translate those into action? So chapter one, we can only accomplish our aims in life if we're driven by a burning desire. So let's break that down. Wishing alone isn't going to help us achieve our goals. For instance, an amazing example is Thomas Edison. He had 10,000 failed experiments, but before he got the light source that he was looking for, he had a burning desire to accomplish this. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about this, that. It was his burning desire to invent an electrical light source, which is exactly what he did. It's plain and simple. He was driven by the desire to make a dream come true, which was, again, electric light source. And after the years of hard work, he did just that when he invented the light bulb. And there's also many other examples the book gives. That was one that I think really stuck out. And we hear, you know, like Michael Jordan and like, like they have a burning desire. They have a passion for what they do. And I say that so much, but it gets, again, reinstated so much in these self-help books is why it's so important. I think you're wasting your time if you're just going after money. But again, everyone's driven by different reasons. So finalizing that chapter. So it is essential for those of us who want to be successful to examine our own personal attitude towards setting our goals and dreams. How do we feel about our goals and dreams? Basically summarizing that up. So the second chapter in answering the right goals and how do we put them into action, goal setting and detailed planning are on the basis of every achievement. Every success story begins with people who know what they want to achieve. For example, if you want to get rich, you should decide precisely how much money you want to make because that uh, you, going with the flow, again, like I said in the, the actual last episode, is so, in finding your noble why is important, but that, that, that breaks it down further. It's like, uh, 
you got to have a perp you have to have an end goal in order to achieve it instead of just going with the flow and another way uh, to break that down if you want to get rich how much money you need to make is actually the total monthly income which i call um actually tim ferris book i've just finished for our work week called total monthly income break it down and actually that book again i'm probably gonna i'm gonna summarize that book eventually as well but that book was amazing in the terms of making those goals and what that tmi if you want to be rich is your total monthly income, What do, I wrote down everything I wanted. I'm not writing down Lamborghini and all this different stuff that I don't need, but I thought of things, you know, I could live with and I'd be very happy dying. Like I just had a, like a Tacoma truck, I think is a dream of mine. Um, it's not like the cheapest truck, but it's not the most expensive car, just things I can live with what I want to end with. And I think that was very important, if it, especially that goal setting, what I'm ultimately trying to get to. So you must have a clear understanding of when you want to achieve your goals and what you're prepared to invest in in order to accomplish it. Because setting specific goals is pointless if it's just floating in some undetermined future where you'll never end up being able to pursue it half-heartedly. It is also important to come up with a plan that outlines every step you'll need to take until you basically have that goal you need. And then once you have that plan, get cracking, don't waste time because only as time comes on in which you'll quickly realize that it, it passes by. Example A, I had this hierarching uh, with simpler living, but I got away from it and I'm, I'm starting to come back to it because I'm starting to write this down, planning it. I need to get to crack into it, but I also know I need to learn some things along the way so I can learn um, it, not on my own dime when it comes to it. So going further, breaking this down finally. So first, write down your goal and then have a detailed plan how you're going to achieve it. Then read it out loud twice each day, once in the morning after you get up and once at night before you get to bed. That is what differentiates you, people, from doing Because realisticness of people doing this, and I hope I say this, and what I'm trying to do is pull you in to actually do it, is that probably 99% of the people that are listening aren't going to do it. I want you to do it, though. Because it's all these things that people don't want to do. They want to clock out early. They want to do this. They don't want to do that. They don't – like, there's so many things people want – like – it just holds them back. And then they question why. You question why is, why did I get, why did Jimmy get that promotion or Susie or whoever got that promotion? I did. It's like you have to open your eyes and you have to be willing to do more than the other person. And sometimes that means doing things that you don't normally do and changing it up. Again, 2022 is now, actually, sorry, 2023, because I'm making this in 2022. Um, you want to come to fruition, right? You want to change, right? But you should change today, not thinking about a year. You should always be making goals. Anyways, beyond that, there's the third of the question, how we can find the right goals in life and how we can translate them into action. Is, is This is the third point of it. Successful people have an unwavering faith in themselves. Unwavering faith in yourself is a way to making sure that you can and will achieve your goals. So in example A, Gandhi, even without access to typical instruments of power like money and military, he managed to define the British colonial power and lead his country to freedom because he had faith in himself, which was enabled to translate into other people. That's like when you have, when you're a CEO of a company, you have to be able to 
basically change mindsets and be like, I work for them and trying to start with why and all these different things because, and also where it starts is having faith in yourself in which this passage is talking about this, this uh, bit of a chapter was talking about was to have faith in yourself. Our own faith in ourselves has an enormous influence on our self-image and our way of life. It can help and in the truest sense of the word, help us move mountains. Believe in yourself. All successful have faith in themselves. It's confidence. And I'm going to be breaking down a little bit further uh, and further down into it why the happy medium between the two. So then the fourth one to accomplishing finding the right goals in life and how we can translate them into action. By using auto-suggestion, which we talked about in the last summary, five minutes, our subconscious can influence our behavior. So let's again break down auto-suggestion. It describes a way of influencing yourself to think very specific and purposeful thoughts or ideas. So what does this achieve? It increases your own belief in yourself, in which we were talking about, and having faith, and this is how we're we're accomplishing it. Auto-suggestion is very important in basically influencing yourself, basically dreaming of these ideas and making them happen to fruition. In general, auto-suggestion consists of persuading yourself that you can reach your goals, your thoughts can be transformed into reality, and you must go your own way with confidence. If you impress your desires and goals in your unconsciousness, it will steer your thoughts and actions towards making them come true. So let's answer another question. This is a new question of the three that breaks down further. Which skills and knowledge are necessary for achieving success? Again, which skills and knowledge are necessary for achieving success? So first and foremost, knowledge is power, but it doesn't have to be what you learned in school. So first things first, you need to take the traditional meaning of knowledge and education and throw it out the window is what he said. Uneducated people can also know a heck of a lot as Henry Ford clearly demonstrated. He didn't even make it through high school yet he made millions and basically established an industrial empire. If you want to be successful, you don't need to stuff your head with too many facts. It is far more important to acquire the right experiences and knowledge Use your own strengths fully, exploit your own potential, which basically means you need to continue learning throughout your life. Getting complacent is your worst enemy. We're trying to do the exact opposite of being complacent, not being steadfast, just always learning. There are many different ways to achieve this by going to a university, attending evening courses, or acquiring practical experiences. It goes on and on, reading books, getting mentors, as we talked about earlier, it goes on and on. There's different ways and it's all unique into the situation, what you want to achieve in your life and finding your noble why. Maybe it is finding your noble why right now. Something that's also very useful is the ability to know where you can find the knowledge you need because you don't need to know everything yourself. It's pretty easy. Surround yourself by a network of experts who share their specialized knowledge than learning it all yourself which is why it speaks volumes to have a mentor or someone that can help you with whatever you want to achieve and what your noble why and what you want to pursue. The, the second thing to the question of 
which skills and knowledge are necessary for achieving success is the workshop of the imagination where you can turn your dreams into reality. The creative workshop of our minds that transforms our dreams into ideas and our ideas into reality is what essentially it is. Hill goes on to talk about how imaginative ability has two different types of form. There's the creative imagination and then there's the synthetic imagination. The creative imagination is we are able to come up with completely new things. So an example of this is just composers, visual artists, writers, journalists coming up with something completely brand new. While on the other hand, in contrast, synthetic imagination rearranges old ideas into new combinations. Creative and synthetic imagination can play off one another in a productive way. Take the story of Isa Chandler, who formed the global brand Coca-Cola out of the headache of medication about 140 years ago. Although it wasn't Chandler himself who came up with the Coca-Cola recipes, he brought it from the pharmacy, a pharmacist that was $3,000 he paid him, and he developed this indigenous plant, marketing strategies that turned this product into a huge success. So again, he he what he did was he took the creative and synthetic imagination and developed it into it. But there was also a mixture of doing these different things. He took what was already invented and developed it in a different way. That's why combining creative and synthetic is really important. Keeping it active and training it like in a muscle is very important with your imagination. Keep it active and training it like a muscle. So always be learning things, trying to figure out how to be more productive. It, it will compound that effect. In another episode, uh, Atomic Habits that I have already built out, it's like it, you steer one way or the other, like just one micro change in five years can be detrimental to your life. So another thing breaking down, knowing the right skills to have, knowing your own strengths and weaknesses to increase your chances of professional success. Basically, what that means is being self-aware. Since things like having goals, lack of ambition, procrastination, lacking, lacking results are common reasons for failure. Self-awareness can help you constructively take action against these weaknesses, and you can balance them out with your strengths, at least. Now, you might be thinking, how do I achieve this? How do I understand my own strengths and weaknesses so I can in increase my chances of professional success? So you need to have a thorough and honest self-analysis. And you can go into complexities. Oh, I need to go to a um, psychologist or I just botched that, that, that word, um, a psychologist or something like that. No, it's more, it's more than enough if you just go through a checklist of questions, which should include, have I achieved my aim for this year? Another one, was I always friendly, contagious, cooperative? Did I make all the decisions promptly and firmly? There's many questions that you can look up like a, a thorough and honest self-analysis and kind of understand. There's also strength and weaknesses, finder tools. Now that the internet out, given that this book was built in 1937, built, published in 1937, um, so there's many questions you can just look up uh, strengths and weaknesses finder. And there's many Meyer-Briggs tests, bunch of stuff that you can find out um, your strengths and weaknesses. Then you should have basically someone there to help you. So it's not you're not just objectively having these questions. So someone professionally that knows you really well to basically tell you kind of look at this report and tell you what they believe is right and wrong. Because like there's so many affluences of how. 
uh, and variables that go into answering some of these questions. When you have someone there professional, and I always ask for constructive feedback from my boss, and I think it's very important for you to do it. And if you don't have a boss, maybe your teacher or something, what, where, what areas am I lacking? What strengths do you see in me? To really get uh, an open and honest discussion about your strengths and weaknesses and really figuring those out. Another key point to which skills and knowledge are necessary for achieving success are positive emotions are the key to a successful life and you need them to be strengthened. Our subconsciousness receives and stores sensory stimuli, feelings and thoughts is what that is, and it saves everything that we've experienced regardless if it's positive or negative. So saving information alone isn't all there is to this. Our subconscious is also constantly exercising its influence on our actions. If we want our subconscious to help us realize our desires and goals, we have to make sure that positive feelings are playing a role into our lives. We need to, quote unquote, feed our subconscious positive things because if we do, it will help act as a helpful and constructive guide. But if we allow ourselves to feel too many negative sensations, such as rage, hate, or desire, or revenge, whatever it may be, the opposite will occur of what we're trying to do. So we're trying to feed our subconscious positive things. That's a huge takeaway from that. You should make it a point to increase all positive impulses, such as enthusiasm and love. That's the only way you'll end up developing a positive mentality in the long term. So... Be around positive people and try to have as many positive thoughts into your life. That's really what breakdown of what that is. Again, and that's wrapping up the question, which skills and knowledge are necessary for achieving success? And I'm actually going to name those four because I think it's really important in answering that question. Again, knowledge is power, but it doesn't have to be what you learned in school. Another one was the workshop of imagination where you can turn your dreams into reality. Three was knowing your own strengths and weaknesses, increasing your chances of professional success. And then four of that was positive emotions are key to a successful life and need to be strengthened. Which leads us to our final question. What sort of approach do successful people take when realizing their goals? There's going to be three main points to that question. Successful people are remarkable for their determination and steadfastness. So there was an analysis of over 25,000 life stories of people who failed to achieve professional success shows that a lack of determination was the main reason for their failure. Again, this was a huge study. So successful people are remarkable for their determination and steadfast, having that persistence. The analysis of successful stories of multimillionaires reviewed in contrast that they had two char characteristics in common. Ears up. Two common characteristics in common for the successful stories of multimillionaires. One, they were used to making split-second decisions. Two, once they made them, they stood firmly behind their decisions. So, Breaking that down furtherly, and I think this is very important because this is something that sticks personally to me and I figured out the hard way, a certain degree of stubbornness. There's a certain degree of that. As long as it does not transform into a definite obscenity of just basically you're a dick, that's not what we're trying to achieve, it can be very dangerous to hit to that side. You want to be 
advantageous to this is I think that that's the right word. Henry Ford in particular is known to stick with his decisions for a long time. For example, when many people advised him to replace his famous but not terribly beautiful Model T with a new model, he held on to the car for a long time, the Model T, which was thus continually bringing sustainable profits that were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Ears up because I think this was a huge takeaway from this book for me. Opinions are cheap. Everyone has one and most people want to dispense them. In order to avoid running into the danger of negative influences and straying away from your own steadfastness, it makes sense to offer others a few opportunities as possible to express their own critical opinions. People who are disheartened in particular should therefore keep their plans and intentions to themselves and not confine it to everyone else except for the members that they have handpicked from their team and trustworthy outsiders. And what that's really getting at is just people being negative and you don't, not everyone, and I think Steve, Har Steve Harvey did say that, that you can't tell everyone your dreams because not everyone's going to see it through. And as much as you, there's so many depictions in Shark Tank and other places that people didn't believe in this company or whatever. And now it's like the biggest company. They didn't believe in Apple. There's no way you can do Dude, there's so many examples like that. And it's over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it just makes sense. It's successful people are remarkable for their determination and steadfastness. So let's move on to the second point of that. Only the persistent will succeed. Persistence closes the distance. Jake Henry, he, that's one of the biggest takeaways from that episode 87. So in such situations, most of us are too quick to give up on our plans and let the project die. But there are few people who, despite all the obstacles, stick to their original plans and give their dreams space to blossom in reality. Persistence and endurance are key. That means all above that we work constantly on the realization of our goals and don't lose sight of them. However, however, obstinance and inveterance, I'm actually going to break that down because when I came across those words, I was like, I don't know what that is. Um, obstinance is like basically stubbornness. So, and then uh, interference is firm or deep rooted in you're just basically those two words mean stubbornness. So, however, stubbornness should be avoided at all costs. If say there's a dire need for a price correction, you also have to be willing to implement it. And I think that's one of the hardest parts that I found in my life uh, in really achieving that only the persistent will exceed. And that was kind of going into um, the determination and steadfast, again, being persistent on the flip coin. It's it's stubbornness that you can have uh, if the, you have to come to the realization that you're not right at everything. And sometimes in coming for me, strengths and weaknesses again. And I, I realized this when especially having like a podcast and reading so many books, I'm like, I've listened to that. There's a, like, but there's different ways in every situation and see, I, I look at it as in that person has something to teach you, although not everything will be good advice. Just try to open your ears and listen and you can funnel later if you don't think it is going to be helpful for you. Again, don't be too stubborn. And I learned that the hard way. Um, so if you want to be persistent and have endurance to take root in your habit, here are four yet critical rules. One. Concrete goal and develop a burning desire to achieve it. Two, thorough and precise plan to support the implementation of your goals. Three, 
you may not allow yourself to be influenced by negativity and disheartened opinions. Four, trusting friendship to a person or a group that provides a support and assistance. So again, that, that network, but again, a trusting relationship in a person and a group that provides support and assistance. Think of these rules as a special exercise program that will help you build your personal endurance and perseverance, those four. I'm actually going to rename those four because I think they were so important. I think that's so easy not to really digest what those four were. One, concrete goal and develop burning desire to achieve it. Two, thorough and precise plan to support the implementation of your goals. Three, you may not allow yourself to be influenced by negative and disheartened opinions. Four, a trusting relationship to a person or group that provides support and assistance to you. The last and final point to what sort of approach do successful people take when they realize their goals is achieving great things requires being smart and surrounding yourself with smart people. The bigger goal, the more complex the planning. The more complex the planning, the more difficult the goal is for execution. The more difficult the execution, the more dependent the brains behind the project will be on the creative, intellectual, and moral support of others. That was a huge breakdown. I was like, wow, I can't. That's a lot to comprehend, but it really sums this up really well. And was basically there's a huge goal and you're like making it complex. You're going deep into it and making it more difficult. The execution's harder, but at the end, it'll be more creative, intellectual, and you'll be different from the market from whatever you do, even if it's a project for work. So the mutual backing works best in the form of what's called brain trust, which is a select group of intelligent people. A brain trust is like a union of like-minded people contrary to a network, which is more casual cooperation between partners, it focuses on defining a common goal and developing competencies and having a system of check and balances with each other. I actually kind of did this with masterminds. Uh, Jake Henry, uh, we created a huge thing, a bunch of people making companies and basically saying what we have on our mind and then sharing it with others and then trying to come up with a solution as a group. And we're all trying to achieve having our own business, which I think is really good to be in a group such as that, um, which is huge. So finding a group like that can be hard, but Facebook groups, there's a bunch of other stuff online. There's an internet, there's more than people to find like-minded people so you can push and have that check and balances system. And or fellowship is another thing for me that I have that gives me check and balances. The most important principle of the brain trust is the syndicalistic effect. I was like, what is what is with Napoleon Hill and all these complicated words? So if two or more people who work well with one another combine their skills, talents, specialized knowledge, experiences, relationships, and all other resources and use them to accomplish the same shared goal, the results will be more than just a sum of its parts. It's a surplus with which you achieve things that you could have never achieved alone. This, again, is like synergenic effects. Again, I'm going to restate that. Synergenic effect. Because I haven't heard of a term like that. Napoleon Hill loves some complex words, which I wasn't a fan of because I had to talk about them. And I'm like, I forget how to pronounce that word. Uh, synergenic effect is something that I would really look into it with two or more people have just a really good combination. I think a really good example of that is Jake Henry and Nick. Nick is more of an engineer on the engineer side. Um, and 
Jake is more on the health side, biology, understands that type of stuff. Combining them makes a surplus with of which they couldn't have achieved this overall thing that they're trying to achieve, Electro Technologies, if they hadn't done it ever alone. So that's going to be summing it up. I'm going to actually break it up, but in final summary, and then I'm going to reread the questions in basically the hierarchy summary, and then you can be on your very own way. So final summary, wealth in whichever form is seldom the result of luck and coincidence. Far from that, it's almost always a result of different traits and skills that anyone can learn and acquire. I'm going to restate that lap part. It's almost always the result of different traits and skills that anyone can learn and acquire. This isn't the way you grew up. Like, it can completely change if you add this to your life. That's how big this book is in really achieving with whatever you want. Now, let's quickly go over, and because this was definitely a longer podcast episode, but you can see why, because this is a self-help book and still very important. There's a lot to talk about. There was three questions um, that this book really did well answering. One, how can we find the right goals in life and how can we translate them into action? And we achieved that by... We can only accomplish our aims in life if we have a burning desire. Again, burning desire. Two, goal setting and detailed planning are on the basis of every achievement. Three, successful people have an unwavering faith in themselves. Four, by using auto-suggestion, the subconscious can influence our behavior. And then we had another question, which was skills. Which skills and knowledge are necessary for achieving success? The first breakdown of that was knowledge is power, but it doesn't have to be what you learned in school. Two, the workshop of imagination where you can turn your dreams into reality. Three, knowing your own strengths and weaknesses increases your chances of professional success. Four, positive emotions are the key to successful life and you need to get them strengthened. And then final question was, what sort of approach do successful people take when realizing their goals? One, successful people are remarkable for their determination and steadfastness. Two, only the persistent will succeed. And the third one was achieving great things requires being smart and surrounding yourself with smart people. That is going to be finalizing Think and Grow Rich. Man, what a good book. And this took me forever to come up with. This was one of the first books that like I had my eyes and I ended up buying myself that Basically, the past two years have been this just reading and studying of success and like reading these self-help books and trying to help others people as well with this podcast. It is so detrimental that you listen to this all the way. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast episode. Share with friends and families. Follow me on Instagram if you don't already at Redefine Relentless, or you can find it in the description below and it'll take you to the link you can follow because I have a lot of updates. I take a lot of time editing some short clip videos that can be very helpful to you. Be grateful for today. Tomorrow is never promised. With that being said, cue the outro. This has been the Redefine Relentless Podcast. Catch you guys later. And that's the last you saw of them. You got it?